guys, welcome to the second episode of What's Up Grimes. I'm here with MK, my buddy in the Grimes community, and I'm Jen. You guys know me from my memes page. Apparently, you guys didn't totally hate episode one, MK. We got some pretty good responses on that. Shocker, but I'm here for it. Total shocker. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad you guys are back. We took your advice on some stuff. We heard you when you said that audio needed to be improved. So we have done that. Shout out to Niv, our new audio tech, who's helping us with this. And we heard you wanted some tavern music. I'm having it for the next like five seconds in the intro. And then MK and I can't take it. Mm-mm. It's- I love it, but not for the whole duration. <laughs> no, so so MK and I did a live, right? We did a live and we put on tavern music and you and I were trying to discuss something really serious. And we couldn't make it through it. I got a little distracted. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty brutal, but we were trying out the whole Grimes thing where Grimes is like, I really like listening to tavern music in the background. And so we decided to support Queen Mother. We would try it. Out of support and solidarity. Support and solidarity. The whole plan tonight was we're going to talk about some social media stuff. I have some talking points for me and MK to ponder on. But first, before we dive into that, MK, let's talk about our plan with interviews on this podcast. You and I were just discussing it. We were. Let's get some people on here. Yep. Let's talk to other fans in the community. Yep. Let's pick their brains. Yep. Uh, our only rule, just due to legal reasons, is we can't have you on if you're a minor. That just gets really messy for us. However, I've already had people reach out to me and say, like, hey, Jen, I would really love to join you and have a conversation. We plan to bring on artists, makeup artists, producers. You know, this is a community podcast. I think that was our point when we started it. Sure is. Can't wait to hear from you guys. So we're excited. You guys get ready for me to reach out with some scheduling stuff. And if you want to DM me or DM MK, we also are going to get our social media up and running for What's Up Grimes. We have a um, logo in the works. MK saw it today. It's so good. (laughs) Grief green art coming through for us. So exciting. So in the meantime, while the last week passed, it looks like Grimes played a DJ set in Austin, but I don't know about you. I didn't really see much footage from that today. I was going to ask you, um, I saw blips, but it's all been blips of, I wasn't sure if it was one I already saw. I think it was the same visuals and songs, which I'm here for. I love the, the song she's been circulating, but I haven't seen much. Same. I saw some video clips of like, welcome to the opera. Like you, I saw the same visuals that she premiered in like EDC that are pretty phenomenal yeah sometimes on grimes djs a bunch of footage rolls in and then sometimes we get nothing and i feel like there were only like snippets from fan videos that that i saw today i know you said last time to follow the people that she's with but my old lady brain (laughs) it's like where is this i'm still gonna google it and i couldn't find anything so and i it's weird that the places she is djing with or collaborating with don't post anything either super strange because it was the swedish house mafia last time too and i only got one meme out of that because somebody posted one video of them posing together And that's all I got from that. So I don't know if these are just not big publicity events like EDC was in Las Vegas. I guess not. That just kind of threw me off. I expected a little bit more. And uh, MK and I talk all the time about is Grimes just switching to DJing now? Like, are we ever going to see her play live again or sing live again? What do you think? I hope so. She kind of always 
throws a curveball at us. So she may come out of retirement with that live singing. But, you know, I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking about it. If a DJ set were to happen where I'm at, I would go. I would go. I was really tempted. She did one in Tampa. I was working and I didn't really want to take PTO for it. But Tampa is very close to me. Tampa or Miami, whatever. It was in Florida. I thought about that. But yeah, if she was in my state. So, I mean, I would still go. But would I prefer to see her singing live? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. The thing that we decided to sit down and talk about today was social media dystopia. That's what I'm going to name this week's podcast because so much is going on with social media. I have some facts that I want to rattle off. And I know that's not y'all's favorite, but just to set you up with what we're talking about. Apparently, I love your facts. I love I'm my here facts. For your facts. Other people don't care for my facts. They find that it helps them tune out when I go over my facts. So I will try not to be as, I don't know forthcoming with the facts. Okay. But here we go. You know what? The, we're going to bring Casper on soon again. And, and I'm used to rattling off facts with Casper providing Casper commentary in between the facts, right? That's true. Yeah. He, he judges them. He judges them. According to all the studies that I'm looking at, and I like combed through some social media studies, 72% of people globally are on social media with the average person using seven different social media networks per day. No surprise, TikTok is considered the fastest growing platform with a 105% user growth rate over the past two years. And this was spawned when COVID happened and people were bored and home and lonely. And so we flocked to social media. I want to go back MK to this average person uses seven different social media networks. How many are you on? Definitely not seven. Me neither. I was like, when you just said that, I was like, I'm on this one, this one. I'm probably on three Four, it's kind of abysmal. (laughs) Yes. What am I forgetting? I mean, I does Discord count? Yeah. I feel like I I need somebody to come on this podcast and explain that to me, or you can explain it to me. I need a tutorial on that one. That's a whole other. I will help you with Discord because that (laughs) Discord makes no sense compared to the other social media platforms. It's totally different. It's not user friendly, or it's It's just me. I don't know. It's not just you. Like I've had other grown adult ladies in their 30s DM me and say, Hey, Jen, is it just me or can I not work Discord? What's, is this just an age thing? I think maybe part of it's an age thing. Like we were used to other forms of social media. I don't know. It's possible. I'm not ruling it out. Yeah. I'm not ruling it out, but yeah, it, it's, it's going to take me a bit to, oh, you know, I forgot about Twitch. Okay. I'm on things. I just forget to go on them. If you know what I mean? I yeah. prioritize ones over the other. I have accounts. I'm just not necessarily there. Yeah. So I talk to MK about this all the time, but I'm having to switch social media platforms and Twitter seems to be the fastest growing in the Grimes community right now, in my opinion, because Instagram fan pages are losing numbers on Instagram because the platform no longer caters to what we used Instagram for in the past, which was pictures and captions. It's really going after advertising and reels. So from what I read, you need to post like five reels per week to stay important on Instagram. And that's TikTok though. So they're trying to make themselves TikTok. I don't like that. Yeah. They're competing, I guess. They're not. And I, I, I can see why Twitter is the number one, just because she's actually more active on Twitter. Absolutely. Instagram for her seems like an afterthought. Yeah. It seems like when she's forced 
to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, is this you posting or is it like somebody on your team posting for you? I don't know. Regardless, she does seem very active on Twitter and she was incredibly active. Speaking of what last night, last night before her show, I don't know if you saw MK. She's pretty active talking about demonology and creating her own polytheistic religion. I had to Google that. I'm not going to lie. I was like, what is she talking about? This is not the first time she's educated me. It's school, so school grimes. It's so grimes to be like two hours out from a show and be like, like I'm going to make my own religion. Like, oh, okay. Go for sure. it. Why not? As we know, we talked about TikTok and how Grimes had alluded to these contractual obligations to be on TikTok to grow your fan base. And I'm curious what they want her reach to be. Like, I wonder what they're hoping for in terms of like, here's how much engagement we want or like numbers of fans flocking to your stuff. I'm just curious for my own sake. If I had to guess, I think it's the youngins because they're the most active on TikTok. They're trying to get a younger fan base. I would assume because they're the most active. I would say I haven't done a study, but I would say young people are the most active. I feel old saying this, but when TikTok first came out, I didn't get it. And I still kind of don't get it. If I'm being honest, I don't know if I like it. I mean, it does remind me a lot of what Instagram is trying to become, but I think I've talked about before where like, you know, when you scroll through all the people you follow are like similar lives, you just see a lot of pain. That's what it is. You know, it's just suffering and pain. And some people use it as a release to just, you know, talk to people, but then they're trolled. They're, they always like hyper-focus. I'm scrolling and every person just hyper-focuses on the most negative things said to them. And then they talk about it and address it, which is the worst thing you can do to a bully. That's like exactly what they want. So it's just constant toxicity. You and I weren't yet close when Grimes was so active on TikTok, but one of the things that Grimesians, although if you noticed my Instagram story today, we had a whole thing about what we should call ourselves versus Grimesians. Warnimps. Warnimps one. Nymph one. I got so many DMs about nymph. People were sick of Grimesian apparently. I didn't know this. I apologize. And nobody really liked Grimers. I don't like that one. Grimesians I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. Some of them I couldn't post to my story. I don't post explicit stuff to my page. So some of them didn't make it. Regardless, she used to interact with the haters on TikTok. Do you remember that? Vaguely. I mean, I've remembered her posting like defensive videos of like her relationship and engaging a little bit with some folk, but not really too much. It's hard to read that stuff, to be honest. It got really painful to be in the TikTok comments, but she would engage with the haters, which I thought was interesting. And I know that she's just trying to make her points. And at the same time, it's like, hey, you're feeding the troll. Stop. I don't know. This is going to help. I wanted to discuss our own journey with social media because as 30-year-old grown adult ladies, ours is very different than the kids these days. How did you first get on social media? Oh my God. I don't want to date myself, but... uh Probably AOL was my first, like the AOL chat was probably my first 
community, I guess, or like my screen name. Uh, I have a kind of funny story with that. So I was a diehard. I'm sure there are other people in the community that love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) For sure. So I thought it was fun to name myself Slayer Girl. And I would get all sorts of folk thinking I liked the band Slayer, which I did not know what it was at that time. So side note, think about that when you pick your your handle or screen. <laughs> That's like the biggest thing that I see. Like I see kids on social media posting stuff that I'm like, in 10 years, you're going to find that so cringe that you just did that. That was my first cringe screen name. So you and, started at AOL. Mm-hmm. And then probably, oh my gosh, do you remember Friendster? Like MySpace, Friendster. That was like college era. Friendster was like essentially Facebook for college people before uh, Facebook took off. But I'm around Zuckerberg's age and Facebook came out when I was of that age only for college students. So your grandma couldn't see certain explicit photos that were happening, you know, anything went at that time. It was just wild. Yeah. But yeah, Facebook for a while. And then obviously when Instagram and TikTok took off, I tried to stay on the train, but <laughs> not sure if I understand it all at this point. I know AOL was my first two. And I remember asking my mom to get on it because there was a boy I liked in middle school who was on it. And I was like, I want to talk to Cody. Shout out, Cody. Can I, hey, can I AOL? Can, right? I don't even know what Cody's up to now. I should stalk him on a social media, guys. Let's invite Cody. <laughs> How's life for you after the last 15 years that I stalked you on AOL? And then I got Facebook. But as you recall, Facebook at the time, I had a MySpace, but I don't remember much about it. Facebook at the time, you had to be invited by somebody to be on Facebook. You remember really? that? Yeah, because it was very school specific when it first came out. I thought I had, I was in college. I think you just had to have a college email, but I could be wrong. Yes. But then that person had to invite you because I should not have been on Facebook because I was in high school. Cause I'm what, seven years younger than you. <laughs> so you'd be in college. I would have been in high school or something sure. like that. I remember being invited by somebody and I wasn't supposed to be on it because I didn't meet the age requirement, but I was on it. Yeah. And then Facebook went out of style. And now like, do you use your Facebook? Like I don't use my Facebook. I hardly ever use it just because I have so much fam. It's like family on there now. And, and a lot of high school and most of my friends, to be honest, I don't even talk to. And to be even more honest, some people I'm like, I don't know who you are or remember you at all. I don't know if I have early onset dementia or you changed your name and got married, but you also don't look like someone I knew because people have aged. So it's, it's wild growing with, with these uh, programs or platforms really, because you're seeing people age, you're seeing people's lives, well, cropped lives, but my, my Facebooks these days are family, babies, hardly any weddings anymore, which is sad because everyone's married or it's over. I don't know. (laughs) One or the two, one of the two. Yeah. And you're living your life on social media a little different than mine because I, because my memes page was taking up so much time, I got off my personal accounts and I just don't care anymore because I realized I don't really care who's getting married and having babies and getting divorced and buying houses. So I'm only on my memes page now. And that's how I interact with people 
even like when I'm on Discord, I'm interacting as my memes page, but you're still on a personal account through your Instagram and stuff. That's so interesting, Jen. I mean, do you feel like you're a separate person? Like it's a separate part of you when you're on these accounts, when you're talking to fans, like, do you feel like it's, it fully encompasses you as if it were your own personal account? For sure. And it's such an escape. You and I were talking about this with even the podcast or the Grimes community in general. My memes page I created because I was in a really tough place at the end of grad school and I needed an escape and I thought I would only meet two people, right? And that turned into something more but it's such an escape that it's, I'm still myself, but I don't have to talk about my career or hear other people talk about their, their careers and their kids and whatever. It's like total immersion in the Grimes atmosphere with my Grimes friends who are very separate from my, my actual career friends. Yeah. Do they all know? Do any of them know? No. No. What about family? One person knows. It's my sibling. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You just yeah. dropped a bomb on me. I've like, I feel like I have too much of a big mouth about myself to not say something. I have withheld my tongue, not telling coworkers, but that's been hard for me to not share what I'm doing. I'll tell people that I'm very involved in the underground music scene because that's technically true with discord. Then they're like, oh, cool. And then they move on. They don't ask more. I'd be like, what do you mean? Sometimes they do. (laughs) And I just don't want to be found. So I, I don't go further with that. Like this is such a different part of my life. I'm still the same person, but it's such a different part of my life. Yeah. I don't, I don't go further with that. Well, you post videos though. Does, has anyone in your personal life ever found you? No. (gasps) Crazy, right? Wow. You were blowing my mind right now. And I'm always terrified I'm going to run into somebody at work that's like, hey, we're talking about music. And they're like, I'm a huge Grimes fan. Who do you listen to? And I'm going to be like, how involved are you in the Grimes fan community? Like, are you on any of the fan pages? Like, please don't find me. (laughs) But I've never run into that. Has that ever happened? No. You know, Grimes is the celebrity, but to be honest, she's pretty niche. Like, do you have anybody in your personal life that listens to Grimes? I brought it up to friends before and they're like, oh yeah, she's all right. I don't, and they know who she is. And I'm like, oh, cool. All right. But I don't think they're as into it as I am. Oh, sure. But that's not been my experience at all. People do not know who she is. And so then I have to go to, oh, you know, Elon's girlfriend, which I hate because I hate talking to her about her like that. And then people are like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. I feel a little shame about that because that's how I found her. Same. So. I mean, I did too. Yeah. And people go after you. We should have story time on one of these podcasts, which we plan to do for a long time about finding Grimes and our Mm -hmm. shame over our Grimes fandom. There are a couple points that I wanted to discuss specifically with MK here. So first thing that occurred to me when I was planning for this episode is follower counts because that's become such a thing in the last couple of years. And Black Mirror did a really great episode about this, about your follower counts and the numbers on your pages. And I think what's so interesting about social media is that current followers become insignificant because you're always trying to reach a higher number of followers on social media, regardless of what your social media is, whether it's personal or a business or for fun. And those regular follows become insignificant, which yeah, is crazy. Do ever, do you, yeah, do you ever get to a point where you're satisfied? Because it could always change no matter what. 
No. And I've asked myself that. And it, and I assume these huge pages feel the same way that have like hundreds of thousands of followers, but you always say to yourself like, Oh, if I reach a hundred, that'd be so cool. Or if I reach a thousand, that'd be so cool. And it's never enough. Well, even when you reach it, you got to maintain it. It's not, it's never ending. It's never ending. And it's, it's, it's like a chase for what, <laughs> like what, what are follows. we doing? Follows people. Liking you. And you know what, too? I wonder how many of them are actual people. <laughs> Same. How much, how many of them are bots? That's interesting to me. The second thing that occurred to me is that as you climb in numbers, your relatability drops a little bit. So as you get further up, especially for celebrities, their relatability drops because then they have access to stuff that the average person doesn't have access to. So as much as we love Grimes and it's not a knock on Grimes, I think Grimes is significantly less relatable than she would have been 10 years ago when she could interact with her fans more. Now she can't do that. It's kind of sad. It feels like the whole point of where the, the utopian vision of social media would be to connect on a more human level, but it's becoming not that way. We don't really know who people are because again, it's not just that she can't relate. It's a lot of these celebrities have teams yeah. Of people that do this for them and tell them who they're supposed to be. Yeah. I can't imagine that pressure. I can't imagine what it's like if you look back at her stuff and, oh man, the name is, is eluding me, but it was a social media back in the day. Tumblr. There it is. When she was on her Tumblr and those were good days. Like if you look back at those old photos where she could interact with people without waves of hate, <laughs> that must've been so fun when you have a small following of, you know, 10,000, that must be fun. Yeah. If I could go back in time, I would, you know, for, you know, multiple things, but one of them would be to be a fan, a ground level fan. Yes. Of Grimes. Yeah. I think about that all the time because she was around for both of us during our like, lives where we would have known who she was. And I can't believe I didn't know about her. Till me the last too. Years. Yeah. It bothers me. That's crazy. <laughs> The other thing that I thought about was that because we're on social media so much, there's no time for self-reflection. And I find that in myself. So instead of sitting in silence, and this goes in the car too, when I'm listening to audiobooks or music or grimes or podcasts, I don't self-reflect very much when I know I need to. So I have to force myself to, because instead it's, it's much more comfortable for me emotionally to pick up the phone and start scrolling. Yeah. Do you find that you have a lot of time for that, for self-reflection between, you know, being a mama and job and social media? That's a tough one. And I think I have an embarrassing thing that I do. (laughs) I don't, it's probably not embarrassing. What is it? (laughs) Well, I, I make a point to try. I like to take a bath to calm, like relax. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I talk to myself when I'm in the bath and, and, and check in with myself yes, and try not to bring my phone with me, um, in those moments, because I do have a habit of doing it at night in bed, looking at my phone and stuff. So bath time for me is like sacred self-reflection time. Like my husband will like sometimes, you know, come in to ask me a question or something. And I'm in a full blown conversation with myself. (laughs) He'll be like, what is happening right now? But it works. I like that. And I used to do that with showers, like night showers a lot. And then I stopped doing that. And I don't remember why. I need to pick that back up. Because you and I were talking about putting your phone down at night 
And I yeah. suck at that. I do too. It's, it's very, very hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I wake up throughout the night anyway, just generally, that's just my anxiety. And then I'll pick my phone back up. I do that too, but I've noticed it keeps me up. And yeah. there were a couple days in the past couple of weeks, I'll wake up at like three 30 to go to the bathroom or something. And then I'm like, I, you get that urge to yep. just go on your phone. It's all, it's FOMO. You know, you're like, I'm missing out at something in another country. When it's another time, you know, somebody's starting a live somewhere. Something is happening somewhere that I could know about. Somebody posted a, a vegan recipe that I need to know about right now. <laughs> That's how I feel. And so last night, for example, I woke up at 1 a.m. I didn't go back to sleep till probably three because I was looking for pictures of Grimes from her show last night. Even though I'm like, Jen, you can meme this tomorrow. You can look this up tomorrow. But then I got stuck in a rabbit hole of looking for them. And then I got stuck on Twitter. And then I was up for two more hours. And I do that to myself consistently. And I don't think we're alone in doing that. No. Do you know how many hours? Do you look at the activity hours on your phone? No, because I'm scared to. Do you keep track of that? Mm, I did at one point, but I stopped. I used to have the little thing on that would say, oh, your screen time is significantly lower this week than last week. What it doesn't show though, is that I was actually on my MacBook when I wasn't on my phone. I'm like <laughs> doing something else, right? Like, so that didn't really help me. <laughs> yeah, I. it was, well, it never helped me. It made me depressed. <laughs> and my whole family too. Like, I know you're not supposed to do the screens with the kids, but my younger son, I don't know if, many of you know, is a nonverbal autistic. So using screens has actually helped him and we figure out more on what he likes. So making those decisions on like cutting screen time and, and where to input it have been really difficult in those situations because they actually help. Him. So it's, it's kind of a, it's a balance, but it's hard to make those choices to be, you know, cause I know several moms that with, with kids with autism where they adamantly will not allow an iPad, but their kids, in my opinion, I see, you know, each kid is different, but it does hold them back because they can't really express themselves. So I think I was under the assumption because I have worked with autistic children before that those iPads are almost essential for the nonverbal autistic kids because it can speak for them. I thought that was just exactly. a, a norm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's some parents still want to treat their kid like they're you know, neurotypical oh. or atypical. I, I always get those mixed up, even though I should know that by now, but it's, it helps him and it helps us. Cause we're like, Oh, you love this. You yeah. like this. That's awesome. And we know more about his personality. So that's just our take on that. And it, and really it's, it's advancing society. These kids, my kid from my older one from two years old, has had an iPad and he loves it. It taught him how to animate. He posts on TikTok, which we heavily monitor, but he, <laughs> we, he loves it and he's passionate about it. So why hold somebody back when it's going to help them grow it, But I understand certain helicopter parents want to, to control it all, but it's not going to be the world they're in. They're going to be all tech they're going to need to know everything by high school, you know, high school age. They don't know certain things. They're not going to be able to keep up. How old is your older child? He's eight. 
how do you guys set limits for your eight-year-old versus your youngest who has a different condition? We have like a timer on certain things. So he can do it for a little bit and then he has to like read or go play outside or it's a balance of both, you know, but he needs all of it. We can't just negate what society is now, you know, and he needs to be ready for it. I mean, he starts school next week and they give the kids Chromebooks and one of the required things on the school list was headphones. Like, do you remember that? (laughs) No, (laughs) we had those ugly blue ones. I rem- but like the school supplied that. I remember the ugly right. ones and they were so uncomfortable. They hurt. Yeah. They were really not great. Yes. We are dating ourselves on this podcast and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. You think to yourself, I'm never going to be that person that talks about like, you remember when I was in school and then you're that person all of a sudden. Yeah. I'm trying to own it. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. Like we should just, <laughs> it is what it is. It's okay that we're not 22 doing this. I had a yeah. point I was going to ask you about, oh, so I remember when Grimes did her talk with Liv Burry and she talked about first how we were homo techno. There it is. And I remember at the time thinking like, okay, Grimes, <laughs> like rolled my eyes. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, she's right. Technology is just an extension of how we work. All of us use technology to do our jobs, period. Mm-hmm. On top of if I'm not doing my job, I'm on my phone. Or like I wouldn't have made friends with people like you. Right. We are homo techno and I agree with her. It has to have changed how our brains fundamentally function. Yeah. I remember that. That was a really good podcast. I I mean, it was supposed to be a full fledged podcast. I really hope they don't abandon it because it's really awesome. Um, Even though she had, she couldn't get on and then she was in the hospital. She's like, oh, I'm with my friend getting surgery. And I was like, what? Then don't do this. That was my thought. (laughs) And then she's like thanking the doctor. And yeah, it was a whole thing. Yeah. But they were talking, uh, you know, about how she's, I remember she was saying when she was in college and she's like only, I don't know, two, two, three years younger than me. So we may have been in college around the same time. She said one person in her class had a computer in the class, which I remember too. There was always a random person with a computer. I still wrote in a notebook at the time. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. And and she described it really perfectly. I don't know if you remember, but she's talking about how there's always like that annoying person back in the day who was like the one kid that had the laptop because their parents could afford it. Exactly. It was annoying. Um, yeah. Okay. The other thing that occurred to me was cyberbullying. I didn't deal with this as a kid. I guess because we weren't fully immersed in it as as teens. Did you yeah. ever come up against that? Not really. I mean, you'd have crushes, like back to AOL. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. If anyone, you know, you had a crush on somebody and you'd like chat them or they didn't yeah. like, right. You, you'd see like yeah, the sucked. bubbles and then it would go away and yeah. you're like, oh, so it was more like, I guess, ignoring and not, or like people blocking you or something. Oh. But I, I never had like a full blown attack at me, which I'm super thankful for. I don't, I don't know how I would have handled it. And I don't know how younger kids of this generation handle that kind of brutality because it's, it's rough because they just hide behind the screen and just torture people. So no, luckily I had no real experience with that kind of suffering and pain. And no, I think about the kids all the time that 
we all know those kids when you and I were in school that got picked on. There's like one in every grade at least. And I remember that kid at my school that I have in my brain. And it was pretty incessant in classes, even though the teachers would try to control it. And I think about now today, it's not just that those kids are going to school and dealing with it. Then you come home and it's on your Instagram and in your DMs and and on your TikTok and it never stops versus back when I was in middle school or high school, at least you went home and it stopped. It yeah. doesn't stop anymore. No, it, it goes everywhere. It, 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 you know, I can't even imagine my son handles it really well though. Like he's played on his Oculus VR, which we also heavily monitor. Um, and he will <laughs> feel like I have to say that. You have to say it. Yeah. People come at you. <laughs> um, and there are people like we see on the app, like there are people that are jerks and my son, I don't, he did not get it from me. He's, he's like, what did you put? Like, did you poop your pants or something? And like, everyone will laugh and it like diffuses the intensity of whatever this person said. He's just handles it so perfectly. So, I mean, it's also not, it's not a nice thing to say, but it certainly like diffuses the situation and it stopped. So humor kind of can do that. Yeah, it yeah. puts it back in. What's wrong with you? Like, what's yeah. up, what's up your bottom? Like, is instead of focusing on, yeah, the the attack towards you. Right. So yeah, that occurred to me. And then I was I was going to touch on the Grimes community on social media because I thought that's really interesting too because we've grown in our friendships on social media thanks to the Grimes community on social media. When I first got involved in the Grimes fandom, it was, I want to say it was a little bit more active than it is now. Maybe that's just because Instagram's not the same. And I've noticed it. She's not as active either. That's what it is. So she was on Instagram pretty regularly when I started. And so we were all on it. So I find on a fan page, which makes sense when Grimes releases something, our pages blow up because people are all online looking at it, but then she'll go quiet for months on end. So we either recycle content or like nobody's online being engaged in it because Instagram is dying anyway. And I just, I don't know. I I find it interesting that all of us are on social media, on fan pages for someone who is often attacked by social media. And I don't think would necessarily be on social media if she didn't have to as part of her job. I agree. I think if she had, I mean, especially like that tweet she made, I meant to talk to you about this, about the journalists that are trying to like get info on her kids. Like, and I saw you commented saying like, um, due to HIPAA, <laughs> they can't get that kind of information, nope. you know, like doctors or any kind of like medical treatment or their schools too. Like, I just, I can't even imagine what that feels like. People just trying to paw at your children. I mean, I am so shocked that a picture of the daughter hasn't leaked yet. Same. Same. And I know that what happened with X from what I can gather is he's online only because Elon posts him. What's interesting though is that Elon will post X, but he won't post any of the other kids. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, very. It's probably their choice if I had to guess. I mean, he did post with the Pope, but he was like on the other side of them. It's but it's a so, weird picture. It was a weird photo. Okay. <laughs> it, that whole family, I would die to be a fly on the wall just to listen to those conversations. Regardless, I've talked to you before about, we have made 
a rule here that we don't want to discuss much of Grimes' children to respect her boundaries. However, something that MK and I have discussed is it's very strange that Elon calls X his prodigy, and I just feel like that's a lot of pressure on X and a lot of pressure on Grimes. Yeah, pressure on a two-year-old. Um, and she did point it out in the, the Lex Friedman podcast that like the, yeah. she wants to protect the daughter from, you know, being a paparazzi or whatever. And then X is the protege. So he, he kind of has to be out there. I don't know whose choice that was, but it seemed like he was out there a little more when they became semi-separated. And that seemed like a choice that Elon made when he has custody of the child yeah. to hold him in meetings. You know, maybe his people said, you know, your numbers need to go up. So hold a baby. I don't know. It's a cute, but baby. Let's be real. It's a very cute baby. So cute. So cute. He looks just like her. <laughs> Part of me is he looks just like her, which is adorable. And I think too, he wants this kid to be his protege. So why not just include him in meetings now? But again, that's putting so much pressure on your two-year-old who might not want to do any of that. But regardless... We have decided to respect that about her, and I cannot imagine people stalking my child. I would go full on mama bear. Like I did today, side note, uh, my kids were supposed to be going to the same school. Um, uh, My younger one, because of his autism, he's sent to a different school than our homeschool. And they told me we had a waiver to go to this new school, you know, together and then they called me today less than a week before school that they couldn't approve the waiver after all so i went full-on mama bear with the school district and they were like okay (laughs) we'll approve it so i can't even that's a small potatoes you know mama bear moment compared to what she has to deal with probably daily i just wonder how that works with those kids growing up because yeah. I will say that they, if you, if you look at Elon's other kids, they've done a really good job of shielding them for the most yeah. part from yeah. the media. How does that look as you get older? Cause paparazzi are never going to stop trying to track you down. I just, how does, how do you grow up in that? It's hard. I'm sure. I can't even imagine. And, and also I think about too, if I were the child of somebody so pivotal and like a big celebrity, you know, you get to a certain age and you're like, I'm never going to be like them. Maybe yeah. I'm, I, or they want to be normal. You know, it depends on their personality, but you know, parents usually want the best for their kids. I don't know if you've seen it up there, a fly got in here and it's no, like, whoop, whoop, I'm, whoop. I'm missing mind. <laughs> okay. Anyways, back on track. Um, but I, I would be like, you know, I'm never, and no matter what I get, it might be because of who they are yes. and not because of who I am or what my talents are. So that would be very hard for me if I was in that situation to deal with that. If my parents were just unbelievably famous people. I can't imagine growing up in that, in, in the pressure of that. And like you said, wondering what's it like to be a normal kid. I sometimes wonder if Grimes wishes none of this had ever happened, not necessarily having her children. That's not what I'm referring to, but the fame I wonder if sometimes she's like, wow, I wish I had just stuck with being that, you know, mid-level entertainment that not everybody knew. Because I can't imagine not going to the grocery store. You can't go to the grocery store. You can't go to Target. 
or Walmart if you're me. Movies, anything, anything normal. Um, I don't know if she ever really wanted epic fame. You know, I think I think she. Depend. I don't know how there. I would love to see their DMs, but (laughs) um, but I think that she actually did fall in love with him for him i think they really are when you look at their personalities and their interests they just are very compatible yeah in that way and i think she really was you know swooned over him and not because of what he provides or what he has or who he is so i don't know if she ever really wanted any of it agreed and i just can't imagine i was looking at photos probably a year ago the kardashians went to disneyland and I remember seeing photos of like they're on the team. Like which time? Which right? <laughs> I've seen so many of those. <laughs> but I don't follow them because I find them very obnoxious. So this just happened. Like anything I know about the Kardashians, I learned against my will. And so when I see something <laughs> on my feed, and I would have seen them on the teacups, okay. And I was looking at this, they were on the teacups, and you had these huge lines of people, because it's Disneyland, as you know waiting in line to ride the teacups, but the security team has to clear the teacups so that they can get on the teacups with their security people to ride the teacups while everybody watches them and takes pictures of them. And I remember thinking to myself, I'd rather just buy out the whole park at like 7 p.m. or whatever than have people watch me with my children everywhere I go in Disneyland. That sounds awful to me. It does sound awful. I would not want that. And, uh, I have followed and unfollowed the Kardashians multiple times. I have a love-hate relationship with them. What's the interest? They're a family. It's just they're a family and they have weird dynamics. And at the end of the day, they, they do stick together. And I do, this could be a whole other topic for another time. I think there is like some kind of curse on that family because they have so much tragedy That's that true. occurs to them that occurs around them that it, it like if you wrote it down you're like I can't believe all of those things actually happened to each one of them it's crazy That's true. so and I I love Chloe I think she's the most real um and she actually does talk about having issues being in public and there's a couple episodes of the the newer show where she's, you know, walking down the street with her mom in New York when Kim was doing SNL. Not that I watch this as much, guys, but... Uh, and, and Chloe's like, why are we doing this? And they're just being hounded by paparazzi and stuff. She's like, this is not... This doesn't feel right. They feel comfortable with the cameras, but not yeah. other people walking around and swarming them. The camera is, like, a part of their family, really. I remember even um, when Elon did SNL... And they went to New York. You were in our fandom at that time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They went to New York and there were these videos posted where they're trying to walk to dinner. And mm, they almost that. can't make it through the crowd. And I, my heart broke watching C because Elon's like having a ball. <laughs> like, and C looks miserable, like scared and miserable. And I remember thinking like, that's not a life. I can't imagine just trying to go to dinner with your boyfriend. And, yeah. and the ones where they have X. Like yeah, when like trying to walk. She doesn't apart. look happy there. No, she's like holding a plant. She's like, "What am I doing?" The cactus. Yeah, like, what is this? <laughs> she looked good in that, though. Oh yeah, she looked great. I love that hair and the outfits she was wearing. And, it, and right after she was hospitalized, which was such yeah. a weird, shocking thing to say. But it is a really 
hyper intense environment. That was always my dream to be on that show. Not necessarily like as a player, but a writer. That was like the dream. Well, so I knew um, obviously your husband was into screenwriting. Are you yeah. into writing? I, I was. I was a writer for National Lampoon for a little bit. Shout out to National Lampoon. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wanted I wanted it, you know, but I didn't I didn't pursue it like I could have, which is one of my regrets. But I think doing this and, and just being able to be more creative. I write my own little stuff, but you know, as a kid I wanted to grow up and be a real like music journalist, but that's something that's not really a thing anymore. True. You're more like a troll and not an artist yourself. True. Which is kind of sad. It's not like always famous, almost famous. No, but still, I, I think one of the coolest things like you mentioned about doing this podcast or about being involved in the Grimes community is you still get to have fun and do stuff that I think brings out for me, my inner kid or my inner teen that had all these like aspirations. And I think you feel the same way. Yeah. It's hard when you're a corporate lady with a family and you have all these responsibilities and I forgot how to have fun until I joined this fandom. And that's really sad. And I have like whole talking points on my laptop for one of our podcasts about being an adult, but I forgot (laughs) how to do this. So it's important to have hobbies. Like this is our hobby. Podcasting now. And I, you know, of all the, if I have to look at my, the pandemic, it really made me, I mean, that was a big self-reflection moment back to like self-reflecting and like what we're doing for our health, what I'm doing for my health. And, and am I doing anything to flex my creative muscles? Am I doing anything to really still be me or, and grow as who I want to be? And I wasn't, I was like stuck in jobs that I was trying to fit passioned into that really it it was like a square peg you know it just wasn't fitting and I would get frustrated and your career can't really always be your passion people you know not everybody has that opportunity you should always try but at the end of the day you have to continue to pursue hobbies and and do other things that make you happy yeah here's how I want to wrap up I want to mention that our plan is that we're going to bring on a guest for next week when MK and I record this after that, I already have a podcast that I want us to do. It's I'm going to call it flexing the creative muscle so that we can talk about Mm, this kind of stuff that we we're changing our brains by not just doing our grown adult lady jobs, but then transitioning into talking about fantasy and creativity at night, which is awesome. Yeah. We're filming this at 8 p.m., y'all. That's late for us. That's mm. late for me, MK. It's almost bedtime. It is li- <laughs> 9.30 is bedtime for me. And I was like, can you meet at 7? Like, I <laughs> And I thought I was going to have to push it out. And I was going to, because I thought maybe you're going to have to put kiddos down. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to drink some coffee. No, I'm run them. They can run wild this weekend. School starts next week. I'm cool. good. We'll just watch a movie. So it's all good. Excellent. <laughs> all right, guys, before I sign off, just like last time, give me your feedback. You can DM either me or MK. My goal is for um, me and MK to collaborate on getting up our social media this week. Even if we have to use the rough draft of our logo, we might just do that. Just I think that looks good. It weirdly looked good rough. Like I still want yeah. it finished, but I think that's what we might do, MK, until we yeah. have a final. I don't know. Anyway, I think it's cool. I'm going to have MK set up our Twitter and our Instagram, and I don't know what else we're doing. I'm leaving that to you. People tell, tell us if you want a Facebook, cause that, I don't really, I, you know, I'm torn. 
let let us know. Let us know. Again, this is a Grimes community podcast. We want to know what you guys think, not just what MK and I are here to hang out and discuss. I appreciate you guys so, so much. And we will see you next week. Bye guys.